hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be with you this hour playing 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. We're going to start today with a pretty snappy dance band that hailed from Buffalo, New York. They were called, what else, <laughs> the Buffalodians. And they ventured to New York City in mid-1926, where they cut a handful of selections for the Plaza group of labels. My copy of this first record was issued on the Banner label, number 1776, and it features a young vocalist named Harold Arlen. Yes, the same guy who would later become successful as a composer of songs like Somewhere Over the Rainbow. But here he is singing a tune very popular in 1926 called Babyface. Buffalo native Harold Arlen singing with the energetic sounding Buffalodians out of Buffalo, New York, Babyface. And that opens up this edition of the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. If you're just joining us, welcome. I'm playing 78 RPM records for my collection here this hour. And today we're going to listen to a stack of Banner 78 RPM records. Yes, everything we'll hear this hour was recorded for the Banner label in the 1920s. 
As I've mentioned in the past here on the program, I organize my collection by label and number. For a number of reasons, I find that works best for me. Some collectors will organize their collection by artist. Uh, I find that problematic because there are so many split artist records out there, so many 78s with a different artist on each side, I wouldn't know where to put them. So for me, it makes sense to organize them by label and number. And what this means is that when I sit down to listen to a stack of records, if I reach up on the shelf and grab a handful, as often as not, they're all on the same label. <laughs> and uh, this week, I just happened to pull out a fistful of Banner Records, and as I was enjoying them, I thought it might make for a fun shellac stack program. So here we are. But not to worry. I think we'll still get plenty of variety packed into this hour. We'll be hearing some dance bands, some blues singers and organists, some country musicians, some Hawaiian stuff. Uh, really, we're going to be all over the place musically, but everything coming from that Banner label. The Banner label was one of the foremost cheap labels of the 1920s. It really got its start in about 1922 as a product of the Plaza Music Company. Plaza had been in business since 1911, selling piano rolls, portable phonographs, and uh, cheap musical instruments. They started dabbling in the record business in about 1920, acting as distributors for the Opraphone label as well as Emerson Records. When both of those labels went down, they sort of pulled Plaza down with them, and Plaza ended up in bankruptcy pretty quickly. But they managed to climb out of that and uh, started their own record label, Banner, in 1922. When they did so, they didn't have their own recording facilities, so they leased masters from other labels like Paramount and uh, issued them on the Banner label, but by 1922 they made arrangements to open their own recording studio, the Independent Recording Laboratory in New York, and they would use that studio to record many of their records, though not all, for the remainder of the 1920s. Banner had something of a sister label in the Regal Record Corporation, which was an independent business entity. Uh, but they did share masters through much of the 1920s, so you'll find the same recordings issued on the Regal label and on the Banner label, but they were operated from a business perspective quite independently. Banner Records sold in the early 20s for 50 cents a piece at a time when the major labels, Victor, Brunswick, and Columbia, were retailing for about 75 cents. Eventually, Banner would drop its price to 35 cents, and they did quite well. Banner records are not exactly rare today, um, and even if collectors tend to overlook them, as I think we'll hear this hour, there is quite a lot of good music that turns up on Banner records. So let's listen to some Banner records now. We'll start this next set with Frank Leithner and his orchestra. This was recorded June 12, 1929, and features vocalist credited as only George Walters in the discographies. The label says Roy Strom, um, but I'm going to go with George Walters here on a De Silva, Brown, and Henderson song that uh, I really quite like, and this is a good performance of it too. It's called I'm in Seventh Heaven. Thank you. 
lips and what eyes I'll say that she's got all the stuff, got all the things She says that I'm angel enough without the wings And that's why I'm in the seventh heaven Heaven, having a heck of a time
unmistakable bass sax of Adrian Rollini, leading along the California Ramblers billed as the Golden Gate Dance Orchestra and something called the Zulu Whale, written in part by Frank Skinner, well-known arranger of dance music in the 1920s. That was made in New York May 27, 1927, and issued on Banner 6007. Before that, we heard a group billed as the Carolina Collegians, really the Hal Kemp Orchestra, on February 21st, 1929, uh, Irving Kaufman, the vocalist, on We'll Find Our Shelter Before the Rain. The real highlight of that record is the trumpet solo, I think, by Mickey Bloom, who was the brother of pianist Rube Bloom, who was not necessarily a hot trumpet player himself, but who could play hot and who clearly liked the sound of Big Spiderbeck. In fact, this record was featured on the fifth volume of Sunbeam's Bix Restored series when they put that out on CD in 2005 to cap off that series, issuing all of Big Spiderbeck's recordings. They wrapped up the series with a handful of records meant to show the influence of Big Spiderbeck, and they chose this one among the dozen and a half or so records showing the influence of Bix in the late 1920s and early 30s. Uh, really, just a, a beautiful record. We'll find our shelter before the rain. And we started the set with Frank Leithner and his orchestra in 1929, the De Silva, Brown, and Henderson song, I'm in Seventh Heaven. Quite a inventive arrangement on that record. I like that a lot. We're listening to Banner Records here today on the Shellac Stack, and we're going to turn next to Lizzie Miles, a blues singer who recorded for a number of labels in the 1920s. She made uh, at least one trip to the Banner Studios, or maybe I should say the Independent Recording Laboratory Studios <laughs> in New York. On October 12, 1927, she recorded an Andy Razaf tune called You Can't Have It Unless I Give It To You. Something a little bit on the blue side. We'll hear that and we'll follow it with the Kentucky Grasshoppers, the label credit for Ben Pollock's orchestra on this April 4th, 1929 recording of Makin' Friends, a song credited to Jack Teagarden and Jimmy McPartland. And we'll hear Jack Teagarden deliver the vocal on that. It's banner 6360. But first up, here's Lizzie Miles. Unless I give it to you 
No, you want it, but you can't take it, no matter what you do. Now there ain't no you, a getting hot. Keep your hands off my money, it's the last I've got. You can't have it, you never get it, unless I give it to you. You can't have it, you never get it, unless I give it to you. No, you want it, but you can't take it, no matter what you do. If you go too far, gonna bowl you out, cause there ain't nothing doing what you're thinking about. You can't have it, you'll never get it, unless I give it to you. You can't have it, you'll never get it, unless I give it to you. No, you want it, but you can't take it, no matter what you do. Now I'm good to you, always treat you right, but it looks like I've got to turn you down tonight. Got to tell you no, though you made it bad, so there's no use of begging cause it can't be had. You can't have it, you'll never get it, unless I give it to you. Water Lord, sleep in a hollow log. And to be away up here in New York, treated like a dirty dog. Do 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 do
beginning, the banner label existed primarily to sell the song more than the performer or the performance. This is one of the ways they kept costs down. Rather than hiring famous bands, they relied on studio bands led by people like Sam Lannon or Adrian Schubert. Now, I realize thus far we've heard mostly exceptions to this rule, and in fact, for the remainder of the program, we'll hear largely exceptions to this rule. We've been hearing some name bands like Hal Kemp's Orchestra, or the California Ramblers, or Ben Pollock. But what this also means is that Banner was pretty comfortable selling middle-of-the-road pop fare. They didn't venture out into blues or jazz or country music too much. They did a little bit, but not as much as, say, Victor or Columbia. Now, having said that, in this next set, I thought we'd listen to three selections that are more on the country side of things, beginning with the Hobbs brothers, Elmer Hobbs and Judd Hobbs, and a record they made in November of 1928, sort of a square dance thing, Turkey in the Straw. We'll follow that with Vernon Dalhart, who recorded for pretty much every label in the 1920s, and here he sings a song by Carson Robison about a hanging that took place only not even a week before this record was made on April 26th, 1928. It's The Hanging of Charles Berger. And if you want to look that up, it's B-I-R-G-E-R. We'll wrap up this set with the Pickard family, which broadcast regularly from the Midwest in the 1920s and uh, had a brief flash of fame before disappearing from the map. In January of 1929, they went to New York and cut Buffalo Gals, and I'll send this out to my friend Adam in Michigan, who uh, will recognize this song from... Where else? It's a wonderful life. It's that song that uh, you hear on the phonograph just as George goes over to visit Mary. Anyway, I'm digressing. Let's turn next to the Hobbs Brothers and Turkey in the Straw. There's a lady, you get straight, knock that bell, the big dead There's no fun like swinging on the gate, there's no fun in the grand grandation area, boys, don't be late. Right foot up, left foot down, make that big foot go all around, promenade your walk around. Bird, couple, circle, four, in the middle of the floor, cage bird. The bird fly out, the four hops in, three around and down again. The four hops out, the four and round and down again. And lay the door, and didn't do noise. Some fly right, but wrong, too, boy. They can't go there, but they carry on, so. Go a little gal, it's so sweet, though. It made me less, and I don't know. And oh, my God, so by Three around, down again. 
Buffalo gals, won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight, come out tonight. Buffalo gals, won't you come out tonight? Dance for the light of the moon. Walking down the street, down the street, down the street, pretty little girl I chanced to meet under the silvery moon. Buffalo gals, would you come out tonight? Come out tonight, come out tonight. Buffalo gals, would you come out tonight? Thanks for the light of the Happy all my life, skip to my loo, my darling. Buffalo girls, won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight, come out tonight. Buffalo girls, won't you come out tonight? Thanks for the light of the Dance with a gal with a hole in the stocking and a heel kept a rocking and a heel kept a rocking and a buffalo gal won't you come out tonight? Dance for the light of the moon. Buffalo gal won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight, come out tonight. Buffalo gal won't come out tonight? Dance for the light of the Another area that the banner label dabbled a little bit but really didn't go too far into was the classical realm. They did issue a handful of classical recordings, mostly of themes that would have been well-known to even mainstream popular music buyers of the day, including this next selection, the aria La Donna e Mobile from Verdi's opera Rigoletto. It's sung for us here by Stanislaw Berini, recorded in New York, well, before the banner label even existed. This was made in October of 1919, I think for the uh, Emerson group of labels and subsequently licensed for issue here on Banner 2056. It's actually a very nice quality pressing. We'll follow that with a recording made at the Midway Theater in Montreal, one of the few banner recordings made outside of New York in the 1920s. They licensed this from the Canadian Compo Company. It was made in December of 1928, it features vocalist Larry Herman and organist Leo Lesur. It's banner 6398, a really neat tune, I think, called Happy in the Rain. And I love the big spacious sound on this recording. So uh, a couple of items here, starting with Stanislaw Berini, Verdi's La Donna e Mobile. Mutta da tento, e di pensi a 
cielo, sempre una mobile, legge addrovito, in pianto e riso, e menzognero, la donna è mobile, quando vento,
Isn't that a catchy little tune? I like it. Happy in the Rain. Organist Leo Lesur at the Midway Theater in Montreal, along with vocalist Larry Herman. That was from December of 1928. Let's head back to the early 20s now and two selections made in 1922. Both of these quite jazzy. First up, we'll hear Ford Dabney's Syncopated Orchestra. Ford Dabney was a pianist and composer from the Washington, D.C. area who, for a time, was something of a musical ambassador to the country of Haiti. He spent uh, at least a year there, I think maybe even a little bit more than that, around 1905 or 1906, and in the early 1920s was leading an orchestra that made a handful of recordings for the Regal Emerson banner group of labels. This one's called the Doodah Blues. After that, a pretty hot thing by the original Memphis Five, a song I really like called Stop Your Kiddin'. They made this in New York in November of 1922. It's banner 1132. So a few jazz interest items now, beginning with Ford Dabney's Syncopated Orchestra.
Yes. Isn't that great? Ah, when I was playing these records on my own earlier this week, I had to stop and play that one through several times in a row because it's it's just so good. Stop Your Kidding is the name of the tune. It was played by the original Memphis Five, led by trumpeter Phil Napoleon, with Charlie Pinelli playing that really great slide trombone. He had been brought in only a few weeks before this record was made to replace Miff Mole, if only temporarily. We preceded the original Memphis Five with Ford Dabney's syncopated orchestra, an African-American band, performing the Doodah Blues by Fred Rose and Eddie White from May of 1922. Two very different jazz records, worlds apart stylistically, but both of them very interesting in their own ways. All right, uh, let's see. A couple of months ago, I got a nice email from a guy named John Mahaffey who mentioned that he was enjoying the shellac stack and that he especially enjoyed the dime store dance records of the 1920s, uh, like these banner records that we're listening today, because his grandfather, Redmond Farrar, was a house composer for the Plaza group of labels back in the 20s. Well, the name Redmond Farrar may not mean a lot to most people today, but I recognized it, having seen it on quite a few banner records in my collection through the years. And... Uh, so I thought we would finish off the hour by listening to a few Redmond Farrar records. Now, what does this mean he was a house composer? Well, I've mentioned that one of the ways Banner saved money was by using studio musicians and by centralizing all recording in New York, not sending out mobile units or anything. Another way they saved money was by pairing a well-known song, the song that record buyers wanted to buy, with something that had been composed in-house by one of their staff composers, and thus they would not have to pay royalties on. They could pay somebody like Redmond Farrar a flat 20 or $25 to compose a tune. That would form the B-side of the record, and they wouldn't have to pay royalties, and that saved them a lot of money. If a record sold 10, 20, 30,000 copies because everybody wanted to hear the song Babyface, there was no sense throwing away what's... Uh, two cents times, you know, 30,000 on the B-side. They could just get it for 25 bucks. So Redmond Farrar was a guy who wrote a lot of these songs along with a handful of others. John has done some remarkable research into his grandfather's life. He apparently went to study business at Pennsylvania's Wharton School in the late 19-teens and uh, sort of dabbled in music on the side, having been trained classically as a violinist in his youth. He got lured a bit by vaudeville and musical theater in the late teens and early 20s, uh, but doesn't seem to have made a long-term full-time career in music. But he turned out some pretty nice tunes, as we'll hear. First up, we'll hear The Four Aristocrats and something called Your Smile. This was made in August of 1928. It's banner 7209. And then we'll hear Mandelo and His Five GGs, a band that might include Glenn Miller playing trombone. Jack Kaufman will be the vocalist on Easy from October of 1928. Quite a hot little record. Both of these songs by Redmond Farrar. Oh, 
eating's easy and sleeping's easy, but there ain't anything half so easy as loving, loving you. This hour, we've been listening to Banner Records from the 1920s, and in 1929, Banner would merge with Cameo, Perfect, Pathé, Regal, a handful of other labels to form the American Record Corporation. Eventually, that would take over Brunswick, and masters were shared among all these labels, and things get messy on into the 1930s. Uh, Banner survived, though, until the end of 1935, when it was phased out. That's a story for another time. Besides, we're out of time for today's program. I hope you've enjoyed this brief survey of the Banner label. And I hope we'll see you next time when we'll listen to more 78s here on the Shellac Stack. Until then, thanks for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.